in a way, you could say that all fear of change is the fear of death or the fear of ending. I'm afraid that this moment is going to end, and I don't want it to. That's Sharon Weil, and I'm Dan Skinner. This is Conversations. Sharon Weil is an author, activist, award-winning filmmaker, and educator. Weil is also the host of the podcast, Passing for Normal. She joins us to talk about the Changeability Playbook, How to Navigate Your Own Change, which is a companion to her previous book, Changeability, How Artists, Activists, and Awakeners Navigate Change. Sharon, welcome to the program. Thank you, Dan. I'm happy to be with you. This book is a companion to your previous book, which was based on your podcast, Passing for Normal. So tell us about Changeability to set the stage for us. The original book is called Changeability, How Artists, Activists, and Awakeners Navigate Change. And it was based on interviews that I did on my podcast, Passing for Normal, with people who are doing working with change in innovative ways across many different fields. I was speaking to people who are working with the environment, people who are working with social change, people who are working with spirituality, people who are revisioning medicine, people who are artists writers, painters, you know, across many different fields. And I started to hear things in common about how they approach change because they're all working with change, if not actually working with the medium of change itself. And so from that, I drew these seven principles that were common to all change situations or need to be present anytime you want to make a change. And then I found as people were reading the book that really they were reading, you know, once someone said to me, you know, I'm having trouble getting through the book because I keep stopping at every other page and thinking about my own change. Of course, that's what it's meant to do. It's meant to help people find more effectiveness and flexibility in meeting change and not be so overwhelmed. And so I came out with the Changeability Playbook, which is a journal workbook, but we're calling it a playbook because we're taking a playbook approach to change rather than a hard work approach to change. I want to come back to the playbook, but let's talk a bit about the nature of change itself first, which is a very <laughs> difficult topic. Yeah, it's a, it's a large it, subject, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm thinking in terms of, in simplistic ways, there's change that is thrust upon us and we have to react to, and there's that change that we want to generate internally. Right. You know, one of the things that this book is trying to do is help people really identify the nature of change and how change moves, looking at change as the movement of change, because change is moving all the time. It's the nature of our life. It's never not moving. But sometimes, you know, if you use the metaphor of a river, you know, sometimes it's flowing quickly. Sometimes it's flowing too quickly and you have giant rapids or sometimes it's not moving very much at all and you have have a stagnant pond. And so how do we look at, how do we perceive the movement of change that's in our lives or in a particular situation? And how do we meet that? How do we meet that with more effectiveness or more flexibility? Because it is the nature. So yes, sometimes we're initiating change, which means we want to make a change. We want to start something new or we need to start something new. Sometimes we're adapting to change. Really, you know, you go through your day and you think about how many times you're making small adaptations to change that comes. 
whether it's a change in plan or you were going to you know, change in, in how you get to work. You were going to go on this road and there's too much traffic and now you're changing. Our lives are filled with constant adaptations to change. Well, because obviously this relates, let's talk about uh, your seven principles of change. And you start with bringing awareness. Tell us about that. Yes. You know, any change journey begins with awareness. What is this change? What is this change I'm in? What is this change that needs to happen? Or sometimes what awareness do I need to bring to other people in order to uh, more effectively navigate this change, whether it's through information, whether it's through sharing with your friends and family. But how do I know what I know, right? How do I know that there is a change that's needed to happen? So bring awareness is the first one. That seems like that then naturally flows into listening deeply because you're talking about how do I know And if we don't listen to what's going on, it seems like then we're just going to fall into the trap of just being a reactor instead of an actor. Absolutely. So listen deeply doesn't just mean listening with our ears, right? It means all of our senses. You know, what are my senses telling me? What do I see? What do I hear? What is my felt sense? You know, people say I get a gut feeling about this, right? You know, so the world is constantly giving us feedback about whether we're on the right track or we're not. Sometimes we don't want to hear it. We don't want to look at it. But it, that feedback is there. And a lot of times when I don't know what to do, or I don't know what to do next, it's important that I listen deeply, whether I'm listening to other people or whether I'm listening to nature or whether I'm listening to the fact that I made a strategic plan and it's not working, Right. So what's the feedback? How do I know when my actions are working? How do I know when I'm being effective or not? Or what's needed in this moment? It comes from listening deeply. One of the things, and I realize I'm jumping out of this uh, seven principles thing, but spoke to me, and I think it relates directly to this, is that in your playbook, you write about the need to find safety and trust. Because change is risky. We see a lot of it as risk. And in order to move forward, we have to find that safety and trust. And I guess the reason I I mention that now is because one of the next things that you talk about is finding community. And I think that must be part of finding that safety and trust to know that you're not going through this alone. Right. So the third principle is find community. And what what I mean by that is find support, find help for anything that you're doing, especially when we're in a change situation, we're off balance. That's what's needed. If, you know, if we had perfect stability, we would not be in the change, right? But when we're in change, we're off balance. And so we need all kinds of help, again, from friends and family, from experts. Sometimes the kind of help that we need is from a physical practice, exercise or meditation or walking in the woods or from a spiritual practice. You know, there are many ways in which we can get help and join with others in the changes that we're going through. You know, a lot of times when people have a significant change in their lives, they tend to isolate. You know, they tend to say, oh, I have to do it myself, or they feel like they must do it themselves, when actually what's needed is to reach out and to find community. And this idea of 
finding safety and trust before we really can take a risk. You know, you think about if change is, is throwing you off balance, like literally think about you're now standing on one leg, right? You have to find the ground, whatever it is in your life that gives you ground, that gives you safety, that says, yes, I can push off from this point. I can stand here for a minute and I can perhaps push off from this point in order to take risks because if we don't feel safe, we won't take risks. It's just that simple. So something in our world, something in our being has to be able to find safety and trust before we're willing to make a change. And so if you're contemplating a change and you feel like you're, you can't quite do it, you need to look around and see where can I find more safety? Where can I find more trust? You know, there's obviously much more information in your book than we can address in this brief interview. But if you would, just touch briefly on the other principles of change. Okay, so the other principles are proceed incrementally, which speaks to the strategy of how we approach change. Most of the time, people are biting off way too much. You know, I want it now and I want it fast. And really, the nature of change is that it moves incrementally. And it doesn't necessarily mean it moves in a straight line, but it moves from here to there and then from there to there and from there to there. So proceed incrementally is a really important strategy for how we approach change in order to feel successful in it. Align with nature speaks to timing, that there are oftentimes better times for these changes than other times. It also speaks to feeling a part of the natural world and looking at seasons and looking at cycles and looking at how does nature do it? If I don't know how to do it, how does the tree do it? How does the river do it? And see what you can learn from nature. Have hope speaks to imagination. It speaks to inspiration. Without hope, we don't even try. And hope lifts us to the possibilities of what haven't been manifest yet, but want to be. And then spark fire. Spark fire speaks to passion. It speaks to courage. It speaks to my compelling reason why. Most of the time, all of the time, when we need to make a change or want to make a change, we need to have a compelling reason why. You know, the compelling reason could be this hurricane is about to come to my front door. I need to get out of here. That's a very compelling reason why. A lot of times when people have difficulty making change, it's because their reason for making change isn't compelling enough. And so they need to strengthen that compelling reason. And I find that most often the reason why people do things, why they are willing to make a change or do make a change is on behalf of someone or something that they love. You use the term changeability. Expand on that a bit for us. What do you mean by changeability? How do you define that? Changeability is the ability to navigate change with more effectiveness, flexibility, resourcefulness, and ease. So really, you know, we live in a changing world, and we need to be able to meet the movement of change with movement, not with hunkering down and planting our heels and putting up a lot of resistance that's going to end up toppling us. So we need to find ways to become more flexible as we consider change, as we meet change, 
as we reframe our thinking about change and our response to change. So changeability is about having more flexibility and more choices in how you meet and navigate change. And how will the playbook increase a person's changeability? So the playbook is full of question sets and activities and short essays that help you identify, first of all, what is the change I'm going through or what is the change I want to have happen and um, help you identify it, help you understand the speed of the change, whether it's an internal change, an external change, help you really untangle what I call the tangled yarn ball of change, right? And so it helps you understand more about the change that you're in and then help you find more strategies for the changes that you want to make. It's all about helping you identify how you can meet the changes in your life with more flexibility and ease. Just one example that you might be able to walk us through here is that the idea of overcoming resistance to change, because I think sometimes it's easy for us to blame external factors, and some of them may be valid, but a lot of them have to deal with our own internal resistance to change and and fear related to change. Well, so, I mean, resistance is as big a topic as the topic of change. But let's just say, let's just cut to the chase here and say that all resistance is fear. And in a way, you could say that all fear of change is the fear of death or the fear of ending. I'm afraid that this moment is going to end and I don't want it to, right? Sometimes we're resistant to change because we don't like the change or sometimes it's because of the loss that is accompanied with that change. Most change brings loss because you're onto something new. But to be able to understand that our denial and our procrastination and our stubbornness and our anxiety are all different faces of fear. And sometimes, you know, to think about I'm procrastinating, you know, and really understand that I'm just trying to avoid the end of this. So sometimes you have to really be able to look at your feelings about the loss. You know, you think, oh, I'm just putting off, you know, hanging new curtains on my windows or something. But really, (laughs) you look at, okay, is there something else going on here that is bringing up my resistance? And sometimes I'm just tired, right? (laughs) People have to give themselves a break that you're just tired sometimes and you don't want to do the thing. It's not necessarily you don't want to make the change. You're just too tired to do the thing. But resistance does get in our way, right? And sometimes resistance is needed and necessary. Sometimes the purpose of resistance in the biological world, in the cellular world, in the physical world, it's to slow things down. Resistance pulls things when things are going too fast, too much, too soon, too fast. And so resistance is good. It's just when you find yourself in a habitual resistance response, when you find yourself saying no first. Here's a change, and the first thing you hear yourself say is no. Then you want to look at it and see, okay, what am I really resisting here? And these books, you know, the the playbook, the original book, help you drill down a little bit into your own resistance and help you understand and reframe 
how you are meeting change, you know, and is this resistance really necessary? Sharon, as an author and as someone who's dedicated so much of your life to this topic of change, I guess the question I have for you is why? Why has this become an area of interest for you? Well, you know, first of all, they say, you know, we write what we want to know about. We teach what we need to learn, right? You know, I have not always met change with such ease and flexibility, if you ask the people in my life. And I've always been very interested in the question of what is it that allows people to be brave in the face of great change? And why are some people able to do that and others not? And really, what I'm interested in is helping other people. You know, we each have gifts. We each have gifts that we want to offer and that we need to offer in order to make this crazy world that we live in work. And so I want to help people move past their resistances to be able to make the changes that they need to make, that they have to make, and to be able to birth the changes that they want to make so that they can be all that they are and that and that our world can be the place that we really dream it can be. That's why. Sharon, your book was based on your podcast. For those who would like to seek those out, where can they find it? So the podcast is called Passing for Normal with the numeral four conversations with artists, activists, and awakeners about seeding change in the world. And you can find it on iTunes. It's, um, it's housed on SoundCloud, but you can most easily find it on iTunes. Thank you very much for talking with me today. Thank you so much, Dan. It's been a pleasure. The Changeability Playbook, How to Navigate Your Own Change, is the latest from Sharon Weil. More interviews on a wide variety of topics are available at kpr.ku.edu slash conversations. You can also use our KPR app to listen on your phone or tablet. Conversations is a production of Kansas Public Radio. I'm Dan Skinner. Thanks for listening.